Hello, everybody, and welcome to the No More Club Podcast. I am Evan, how are you? Doing good, how are you? I'm doing just fine myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of course, we start things always, as we do every week, with the random and the rumor. Alright, so yeah, the uh, basically, we only have a couple of things to talk about with random and rumors, because one of them has been graduated up from no longer a rumor... Though, yes, still somewhat random, but it's relevant. But, because I had, I put Samoa Joe down on here um, last week, uh, sometime between last Thursday and after, um, or and before TakeOver. So, uh, we'll get to that when we get to NXT. But uh, here's a couple things, and, and uh, one of them is actually more of a, not a random or a rumor, more like a, well, it's random, I guess you would say, more of a topic thing. Uh, first of all, uh, Mako Satomura has become the new NXT UK Women's Champion. She defeated Kaylee Ray, who had been champion for, heck, almost two years, nearly two years. Um, by the way, Mako... Uh, is another one of those awesome Georgia wrestlers with an awesome nickname. Uh, I believe they're calling her now as the last block, <clears throat> the last boss. And indeed, so we'll see what happens there. From what I heard, it was a good match. I might have to check it out. But now it brings me to the uh, topic at hand uh, in the in the in the a uh, random part of the random and the rumors. And I wanted your thoughts on this. I mean. We'll get into more of this when we actually do Wills and Shoulds for Hell in a Cell. Uh, and like I said before, or when we get to to the other shows anyway. Um, and like I said before, Hell in a Cell is probably going to be a no-consequence pay-per-view event. Because it's the last one without fans. Um, if you recall, Money in the Bank was originally supposed to to be held this month. But because they got the go-ahead from the CDC and everybody that they can start bringing fans back, they decided to switch Hell in a Cell and Money in the Bank. And granted, yeah, Money in the Bank is probably the better, the better pay-per-view to have with fans, mm-hmm. um, especially your first one. But is Hell in a Cell? I, I you know, and we'll might just get into some previews of matches also. But is Hell in a Cell one of the final casualties for the pandemic? As far as, well, hopefully. As far as, you know, being rushed and having matches that probably shouldn't be there at this point? I guess, yeah. You could make that argument. I don't know if casualty is an appropriate word. I don't know. Um, ju- just because 
I I don't know. I mean, I don't know. like I don't think that it's like like um something is necessarily incredibly different at this point. Like um, whether this is hell in a cell or money in the bank. I don't know what's really like. I still think it would be. I mean, it, it it'll be different in the sense that it is not that pay per view. So like there were telling themselves there'd be one of the bank matches, but like yeah. I think that there would be anything explicitly different, like as far as pay per view quality, if this was Money in the Bank and Fat Well. Well, I can't even say it'd be worse because they're probably going to do the final cinematic match for for whatever Alexa Bliss does. Perhaps. Um, or at or least maybe do I something cra- the final cinematic match. Or maybe do something weird for uh, one of the Hell in a Cell matches. Remember, um, that's, not, I, that's not necessarily what I meant. I mean, either, either pay-per-view would have been, uh, you know, a non, non, no, uh, non-consequential pay-per-view, you know, like a fast lane or something. Yeah. But, you know, Hell in a Cell being a stipulation pay-per-view mm-hmm. and, you know, what Hell in a Cell actually is, mm-hmm. there, I mean, you sacrificed a month of build to where you're just having, you know, random Hell in a Cell matches. Granted, um, the Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre one, granted it's a Hell in a Cell match and that one makes sense. Um, that's been building for months. Yep. Probably since January, I would think. Or when did... February. I'm trying to think when did uh, the Elimination Chamber happen. For me, right? <clears throat> huh? Second one. Second paper... Or, um, yeah, second pay-per-view till Mania, right? Yeah. So, yeah, February. Um, You have that. Uh, however, the stipulation, I think, isn't the I, however, I did just look at the stipulation as a Hell in a Cell match, of course. But this is McIntyre's last chance for the title. I feel like that would have been better. That's interesting. As long as Bobby Lashley's champion, you know they yeah. they they do that frequently. Um, and, and you know it could. Uh, well, I guess I mean there's a, there's ways around that. Um, and we will probably talk about that a little bit later. But also the fact that you know. Like, if you're going to do that, you know, if you want him to win, you know, he should be in front of fans. And even in the drama of him losing, he should be in front of fans. And, uh, yeah, they're they're in a tough spot. Uh, another thing is the uh, Bailey-Belair uh, uh, match. Uh, there's no stipulations yet. Uh, there probably won't be. Um, there doesn't necessarily need to be a uh, woman's hell in a cell every year. But, you know, I think that if... It was at its original point, you know, in the ex- in the month. Um, they would have been able to um, do a Hell in a Cell that made sense because they would have had the extra month of build. Yeah. So you would have had, you know, some, you know, shenanigans that happened in the uh, in the match at, you know, what would have been Money in the Bank. Um, and then. Uh, this one, I'm not sure if you would be able to... I mean, this one's just weird in general. But uh, 
the Rey Mysterio, Roman Reigns inside Helena's <clears throat> inside Helena's cell. That kind of, you know, just you know, like with like two week yeah, build, kind of just a filler. Yeah. Um. So, do you see what I'm saying about how you know that casualty of like some great storylines at least could have been Helena's cell could have been better if they had that extra month of build. Yeah. But like I said, either way, it would have been an, a nonsensical pay-per-view. I mean, they should have just had like a roadblock or fast lane. Or even, I mean, I know, I mean, it, it was already a, it was already pretty decent length between Helena Cell and, uh, what, what was the last pay-per-view? It wasn't Extreme Rules, right? Oh, oh, backlash, right? Yeah, backlash. WrestleMania backlash. Yeah, backlash. <laughs> um, pretty decent amount of time between backlash and Hell in a Cell. So I mean, they so they probably wouldn't have wanted to wait, just wait, and not have a pay per view this month and have it back in front of fans. But yeah, uh, that's pretty much all I have for random in the rumors. Do you have anything else? Um. No, not that I can think of. Right. Uh, let us go to a smackdown. Uh, <clears throat> so uh, we had uh, Kevin Owens. I mean, there was first an opening with Jimmy, uh, who says that he he doesn't care anymore and he wants to. Uh, he wants the head of the table to meet him in his locker room. Uh, we opened up the show with Kevin Owens and Big E defeated Sami Zayn and Apollo Crews. Uh, Sami Zayn did end up getting beat up afterwards by uh, Commander Azid. Aziz, not Azid. Aziz. Commander Azid. Um, and this week, there's going to be a match. There will be another tag team match, Kevin Owens and Big E versus Apollo Crews and Commander Aziz. So we'll see his in-ring debut. Debut. Um, we had Liv Morgan defeating Carmella, so getting that win back, you know. Excuse me, continuing on that story. We had a pretty uh, interesting um, ding-dong hello with... Um, the host Bailey and uh, um, Seth Rollins, and they did a spot that I thought was awesome, but it can only it could have only been done without fans. So they've been showing. They, I mean, first they showed uh, Bailey, you know, punking out Bel Air. Then they showed, and then they were all laughing. You know, pretty annoying. Then they showed. Uh, the video of Seth Rollins beating up Cesaro. And they both laughed again and, you know, it was annoying. But then there's a, there's a, the doorbell rings. And both of them are like, oh, did you get me something? Oh, it's a present. So uh, Seth Rollins ends up being, you know, being the gentleman and stands up to open the door. He opens the door and who's behind it? None other than Cesaro, who is now fully healed. Um, and he, you know, I think it'd been funny if uh, he uh, tried to shut the door and 
<laughs> and, you know, doing that thing like, nope. But uh, he didn't, and he ended up getting punched in the face by Cesaro and ended up getting beat up. His nice suit ripped up by Cesaro, and Cesaro also ruined the, uh, the uh, you know, the set for Ding Dong Hello. And then after that, you know, of course, Bailey was upset. And then uh, Bianca came out and did some trash talking of her own. So we'll see what happens there. Or, or, I mean, that sets up for Hell in a Cell. Um, we had Montez Ford facing against Chad Gable, which was originally supposed to be a tag team match, but they, you know, decided not to. Um, both uh, Otis and 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 Dawson were um, were uh, or Dawkins. I don't know why I said Dawson. Um, were um, were uh, told to stay back, and then, and then during the match, uh, of course, Otis, the new and unimproved Otis, the new and unimproved Otis. You know what they? He he shaved his beard. Really? Yes. Why? Because because we can't have nice things. And also maybe to try to get them to get booed when they're in front of fans. So the way people have been describing, and I have never I'm seen. I'm sorry, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's gonna work. I don't think so either. Uh, basically, what have people have been describing? And I've never seen the movie. And if I haven't seen it, you probably haven't seen it either. You probably have not seen uh, Pee Wee Herman's Playhouse or whatever movie or whatever. Helmo. Apparently, there's a guy who's 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 the person that ends up uh, stealing his Pee Wee's bike, and he looks just like My Otis, bike. just like Otis without a beard. So really, yep. Hmm. No, Otis looks like him. Right, right, right. Without a beard. So, yeah. Um, after that, after Otis beat up Dawkins, he ended up coming out and. Um, he uh so there was I think there was a little miscommunication. So so for Montez Ford um did a four fifty splash or whatever he does, one of those uh, flip flip type moves. And no, oh, it was a frog splash. Um onto uh Gable and you know the one, two, and Otis was supposed to break it up, but he didn't he was just a little slow. So, of course, uh, Gable had to kick out. So, right after he kicked out, uh, that was when Otis got in. He, like, just missed it. Uh, And then they went on to uh, beat up Montez Ford. And, you know, now apparently he has hurt ribs or whatever. Uh, We have, once again, another Shinsuke Nakamura versus King Corbin. And Shinsuke Nakamura defeated King Corbin to even up the series at two. Um, and of course, he almost once again had had the crown, but of course, books end up uh, making a save, and they end up getting the crown back. And uh, King Corbin, of course, is upset, and so apparently this week there's going to be one final match against them, and the winner gets the crown. And there's also rumors of a new King of the Ring tournament going to be happening soon. Really? Yeah. 
Who do you think they used that to bring back into the fold with fans? I hope that is Xavier Woods because he's been wanting to be king of the ring for years. Well, just because he wants to be doesn't mean he should be. <laughs> but everybody else wants him to be too because he's been saying it for years. <laughs> Uh, and remember, being in King of the Ring doesn't ne- mean you have to be, you know, the king character. I know. Um, we then had, uh, I'm pretty sure we mentioned it, but Roman Reigns beat up Dominic uh, last week. So uh, Rey Mysterio was uh, pissed, rightfully so. So he called out Roman Reigns. And he challenged him to a Hell in a Cell match. Um, And while doing so, like magic, and I'm guessing they're probably going to suggest that Dominic did this, but while they were talking, and you you can visually see this, a kendo stick just slides into the ring underneath Rey Mysterio's feet, or through his legs. They both look at it, and Ramosir picks it up and just starts beating the crap out of Roman Reigns. This is like out of nowhere. They show who it came from? No. They don't? No. So it's just, oh, hey, look, here's a kendo stick. Whack, 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 whack. Yep, pretty much. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. And very stupid. I mean, if they end up revealing it was Dominic, I mean, it makes sense, but. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the, he kept, you know, wearing him out with the kind of stick. Of course, Roman Reigns got the upper hand and started beating him up. Uh, was about to uh, give him the spear when Dominic comes in with the kind of stick and he starts beating him up. And But that did not go well for him, of course, because as a result of that, he ended up getting picked up. I'm sure you've seen the pictures and the videos of this. He picks up him, you know, in a powerbomb position. And ends up throwing him out of the ring, you know, across, you know, you know, really hard. But of course, the angle did not show it, so he obviously got caught or landed on something soft. Ooh, the, I actually don't think I've seen this. The thing I find funny is that he was thrown farther than where he landed. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> at least that's what it looks like. But yeah, that's pretty much. Uh, and then uh, Rey Mysterio tries to help him and then gets beat up again by Roman Reigns. So, yeah, that's all of SmackDown. Uh, or as you call it, SmackDown. Yep. So, uh, NXT TakeOver in your house 2021. Um, I will say that I don't. I think it was, you know, average for a TakeOver, but, you know, what are you going to do? Do you want to go through what you saw? Yeah, sure. So, um, I'm just going to be out front and honest about this. I didn't, I mean, I ha- it was there, but I wasn't exactly completely and totally invested. In, oh, yeah. In the 100%, first 100% for me, too, for most of the show. Well, that, well, not just that, but, like, the, the first mess especially. Um... Uh, I, and I'm not talking about the uh, the dark match. Obviously, I'm talking about Bronson Reed well, and MSK. Match, the dark match didn't have, it wasn't shown up until the, uh, a couple of days after, I think. 
Yeah, so uh, Bronson Reed and MSK versus uh, Del Fantasma and uh, or uh, versus the guy with Delfo Fantasma the three. I was really not invested in this. Um, Reed and MSK won like I suspected they would because I think Bronson Reed is going to be a thing that they do. I was really more interested in what was going on backstage throughout this pay-per-view, actually, to some degree, than I was uh, throughout the actual pay-per-view. Um, and Which is by not the necessarily way, a good thing for a pay-per-view, because, you know, you know, more interested backstage and stuff, at least for me, more interested in backstage stuff and story oh, yeah, that is during really the regular bad. show, and then pay-per-view is more for the wrestling. But um, I, I just realized, Devin, I slipped through way more of this than I thought I did. So I was I was watching this. Uh, I watched this uh, after work the next day, and I go to work very early, and I come home, and I kind of I ha- I have this little pattern where I have like a two hour nap. Well, my nap showed up while watching this pay per view. And I just realized I have absolutely no idea of what happened. Um, Mercedes Martinez came out, and I actually have no recollection of that match whatsoever. Um, And then I was kind of half-focusing on Knight and Grimes, and then I know I didn't see Raquel and ember at all because i woke up and carry on cross was doing his entrance so there's said, actually another match you, that i slept through but you said you didn't watch the main event right so i woke up and carry cross was doing his entrance and i was like okay i'm just going to go to sleep i'm done fighting this um so did you actually go to sleep though, or did you stay yes i actually did i i did take my nap um so actually i did not see uh, basically any of Zeely and Martinez, Martinez either, except like the very end. Uh, Zeely won by a pinfall in a pretty short match. I didn't expect it to get a lot of time. Uh, seven minutes, uh, just like just under eight minutes. This was, and if this the other thing too, this is actually a pretty short pay-per-view. Yeah. Um, uh, does the first backstage segment happen yet, or is that one more match? I don't remember. What's the first the the first backstage segment happened on the pre-show? Oh, was um the the first pull apart? Yeah. So basically, they've been they are they pushed this a little bit on TV, and they really pushed this hard during the pay per view. This is kind of like its own quote unquote match, like its own thing in and of itself. So basically, <clears throat> in this pay per view, throughout. They are really, 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 really hard pushing that William Regal is losing control. That he can't do this anymore. And here's my thing. I was starting to get pissed. You were getting tired of the... uh... Because, not that I was getting tired of it. Well, yeah, but because the the route at the time, the route they were going to take was obvious. They're going to kick Regal out of authority figure. 
which means they're going to start doing authority figures like they do in main roster to me. Which I think is the worst thing, one of the worst things that to happen to NXT because I don't care if it's been a long time. I love Regal, and that's exactly how I think wrestling authority figures would be handled. Mm-hmm. Though, to be fair, they've been doing pretty good with Adam Pearce and uh, Sonya. Better, but that still is like just what they kind of do with everybody. Yeah. Oh, no, they're in trouble always. They have to make a hard decision. They're getting mad. Like, but no. I mean, that's the job. Regal has actual command and control of the show. Or he used to. <laughs> so now they're making it look like he's out of control. He can't stop the brawls. Nobody's listening to him. To be fair, it has been pretty bad for the last few weeks. <laughs> um, Do you remember... Um. I mean, uh, I don't think you were watching at the time. Uh, this was about the time, you know, you know, where uh, Vince was out because he, you know, uh, blew up in the limo. And uh, Stephanie and Shane were, you know, trying to be, you know, more, you know, took over, basically. And uh, I believe it was like the, you know, a couple weeks after what happened. No. See, I'm trying to think if this was the limousine one or the one where he came back and they did the million dollar thing. It was a million dollar thing because of the 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 few because I remember the few that was going on. So during that mil, uh the million dollar thing or whatever, where the Titantron fell on Vince, um he was out or whatever. And uh you know, and they uh, you know, had an announcement where uh, Stephanie is like, uh, we would like everybody, you know, to please work together at this time and have this everybody be calm and everything and have there be like peace or whatever. And right after that uh, segment ended, it cuts to a brawl that's happening. <laughs> I believe it was Shawn Michaels, Chris Jericho. That's why I think it was the 2008. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, so they're basically they're basically just saying that Regal's losing control, and then I believe there's a brawl right before the main event, or um, the, maybe the match before the main event. There's uh, I'm getting see, I'm getting my shows mixed up. And they well, anyway, regardless, the last one that they do, they say on commentary. Um, uh, I think I think it was Wade Barrett. I'm pretty sure he's doing this show. Commentators, yeah. Uh, Wade Barrett says, "Oh, Regal has lost control of NXT." So they like they kind of they kind of teased it along, and then the last backstage segment they do with Regal, Barrett literally says, "Regal has lost control." Oh boy, here we go. So they are actually going to do this. Barrett is the heel commentator. I was kind of distracted because I'm like, oh my god, they're really going to do this, aren't they? Because Regal was like kind of defeated. He's like, I can't do this anymore. And I was like, no, whatever. Do not remove Regal from your authority figure. I will get so, I will get so mad. Um, But more on that from Tuesday's NXT. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so like you said, there has been pretty much pull-aparts uh, 
all night and like i like i said there's been like problems you know for like weeks about not being able to keep control so it was building uh the jaya lee uh mercedes martinez match was decent um uh jaya lee ended up winning but i thought it was interesting that right after jaya lee won she got beat up by mercedes which i guess is to protect you know both i guess i thought it hurt a bit but at least she got the win um <clears throat> And then she got into uh, the uh, leader's face or whatever, and the leader stood up and ended up, you know, giving her like the claw or something, end up, mm. and end up, uh, you know, throwing her into the barricade. Which I forgot to mention, uh, Bronson Reed ended up uh, bulldozing Escobar through the uh, through the barricade. Oh yeah, I saw that spot. So it looks like we're getting closer to the debut of, I think it's Mei Ying. I think that's what they called her. See, I got confused because I thought her name was Tian Shang, or Tian Sha, whatever it is. But apparently that's the group. And I don't Mei... understand that whole thing at all. Um, of course, we had LA Knight versus Cameron Grimes for the Million Dollar Championship in a ladder match. It was decent. It was one of those, you know, ladder matches where they didn't do a lot of crazy stuff. And, of course, uh, LA Knight ended up winning. Uh, we had the NXT Women's Championship match, Raquel Gonzalez versus Ember Moon. Of course, uh, Raquel Gonzalez ended up winning th- thanks to, well, she got she was about to lose, but thanks to Dakota Kai, she ended up putting her foot on the bottom rope. And Shotzi returned to beat up, and they had a chase, and they were funnying each other. I think there was there was a pull apart before the. I was thinking that that happened was it um, before the main event, or was it before this one? It was before the main event. Okay. So, um, I believe, um, uh, I believe Johnny Gargano was was coming out towards towards the ring, and while he was coming out. You know, walking, you know, past Gorilla and everything, making his way, making his way, um, making my way downtown. He, um, uh, you know, you hear this commotion and you see, um, everybody's trying to prevent, uh, Raquel and Dakota Kai from, uh, separating Dakota Kai and Raquel from, uh, Ember and Shotzi. And he's, you know, pretty much like, goes, hmm. And then, you know, walks to the current and makes his entrance. Uh, pretty decent, you know, main event. Uh, remember, it was a fatal five-way with Karrion Cross, Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, and Pete Dunne. Yep. Had a few good, decent spots. Um, the match and it was ended- your typical, from what I heard, um, this was your typical fatal five-way where everybody got their bit, but really... They focused, uh, they it did their best anyway, um, to focus on, uh, to focus on Karrion Cross, which did not work out in the end for the other four. Actually, Karrion Cross was taken out multiple times, so there was gaps where he well, was Well, it didn't involved. work enough for them to win the match. Well, yeah. Um, because first, I think he got thrown through, I don't think he was thrown through a barricade, but it's thrown over one of the barricades. Uh, and then another time he was uh, hit and uh, slammed through the table, but the table didn't break. Um, 
but yeah, um, you know, you know, everybody, you know, did their uh, greatest moves or whatever. And uh, I don't remember if it was a. Oh, I think it was a. I don't think it was a. I think it was like a knee hook or or heel hook or something. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly had uh, Adam Cole and Adam Cole in a submission, and uh, you know, Adam Cole was about to tap, but Kieran Cross ended up coming too because he was knocked out by uh, Adam Cole earlier. Um, he ended up, you know, putting in, you know, his choke hold or whatever and end up, uh, you know, get falling asleep and end up winning. So Karrion Cross is still the champion. Um, yeah, and then uh, William Regal said that he's not sure if he can do this anymore. He said there's, you know, on next next Tuesday, there's going to be some changes, and we'll we'll get to that. Um, I will say I forgot to mention this. The uh, they they end up they end up doing another one of those uh, media things, a press conference before uh, before uh, takeover. Mm-hmm. I I like those. I think they should start doing those for the for the main roster too. I know there's a probably I know NXT uh, takeover is smaller. You know has not as many people, so they can do stuff like that but i like that because you know they have like legit you know reporters asking questions and everything um sometimes reporters get their information wrong which uh, made a lot of people upset because uh, apparently they said that one of the reporters asked how is it to be the first latino uh, woman to win the women's championship which is not true um and so a lot of people are upset about that but you know you know critical thinking says well, wait a minute the reporter said that, and you know, sometimes reporters are wrong. Um, yeah, there was also an awesome line where uh, Gargano said that, you know, after takeover, Adam Cole, you're gonna, you, you, you're gonna like the fact that you know a good dentist or something. <laughs> but yeah, uh, also carrying. I, I would say. Um, I think he needs a different uh, finishing move. Yeah, uh, but I, I, I kind of dig in carrying cross on the mic. I think, I think I'm starting to like him on the nah. mic. Still has work to do, but I, I kind of like him. Um, all right, to raw. Well, no, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> there was a backstage brawl after the main event too. There was. Yes. Are you sure? And that's when Regal said it's time to make a change and then monday they said regal is gonna come out and talk about his future with nxt who was because that's how they set up tuesday who was the brawl between um actually let me see because i'm pretty sure at the end william regal was starting to leave you know the arena and he was stopped by Mackenzie, um, or whatever her name is. Or um, I didn't mean brawl; like it was a segment. I I know I I mentioned that. Sorry, not after or well, I guess I worded that really really bad. Like after all of the backstage stuff that had happened that night, mm-hmm. there was a segment at the end. Where Regal himself says, "Yeah, it's time to make a change," mm-hmm. and that's how they said it Tuesday. Yeah. Um. So, 
Yeah, and then we'll get to, to Tuesday when we get to Tuesday. But first, we need to hop to the terrible show. Yep. Dude, I, I can't watch that. That's so, uh, Nikki Cross once again beat uh, Charlotte Flair this time by count out. So, I believe that's four weeks in a row. Uh, John Morrison beat Jeff Hardy, and then Jeff Hardy beat Cedric Alexander. Uh, we had the debut of Eva Marie, who ended up uh, having. A by heavy- the way, I had no idea who in the world that partner of hers was. So, uh, for those of you I saw a lot of things on YouTube, like WWE, like quit. Prote- apparently, she's been a PC or in England. Or she, something. She's she's been in she's been a mainstay in NXT UK. Okay, she was also in the May Young Classic a couple times. Yeah, because I saw a bunch of stuff that was like WWE really needs to quit pretending that they have no idea who talent even is. Like they're jobbers um, that no one's ever heard of before. Like this is who this is, and I'm like, I have no idea who the hell that is. So the person is Piper Niven. She was uh, on. She was in NXT UK. She was, you know, uh, one of the. You know, she's she was a contender for a while for the championship. Had okay. a lot of great matches during the reign of Kaylee Ray. Mm-hmm. Um. Apparently, you know, she came out and she was the person that took Eva Marie's place, and she ended up. Yeah, she did. She destroyed Naomi. Yeah, and fast. Like, real fast. And by the way, Eva Marie better not be a... I mean, she should be arrestable. Holy God, she better not be a manager. Holy crap. That is one of the driest, worst promos I've ever heard. She cannot talk at all. It's bad. Really bad. Like, did you hear that? I did not. Oh my god! She talked before and she talked after, and it sounded like if you gave a statue a voice. Uh, I apologize if you can hear a loud ambient noise. There's somebody with a leaf blower outside my door to the apartment right now. Um. Yeah, no. It, it sounded like somebody gave a, a statue a microphone. It was really bad. It was not very long, but it was very bad, and I really hope for the sake of uh, what'd you say her name was? Uh, Piper P- Piper Niven, right? Piper Niven, Viper Niven. I really hope for the Piper Niven's sake that but, un- unfortunately Piper Niven is Scottish, so you know, you know, Kevin. Oh. Kevin is like, no, I can't do this. But no, but I, I really hope that for Piper Nevin's sake, Eva Marie is not her manager. Holy God. I think this is going to be temporary. See, the way I see it, um, and, it and, and it also makes sense if they don't acknowledge her at all. Uh, I mean, fans will get upset, but, you know, the end game will be. Uh, because Eva Marie claimed the victory. So I think, you know, she's. I think Piper is going to run through a bunch of people, you know, leading up to, you know, when fans come back. And Eva Marie's going to take credit for all those wins. And so there's going to be a streak or whatever. Um, and, but I think eventually, I think the end game will be uh, Piper end up turning on Eva Marie or whatever. But I don't know. 
really, I mean, the bad thing about this is they need to get Eva Marie reps in before fans show up because they're not going to like her anyway. No. But uh, we'll we'll see what happens. Saying saying that she's got a mountain to climb is an understatement. Yeah, and unfortunately, fortunately, she is under the mountain because people wouldn't even give her the chance to begin with. Well, and she's got well, yeah, she's she's got to climb out from under the mountain, then climb the mountain, and she's got two left feet to try and do it. Uh, RK Bro end up defeating the New Day, so they're probably going to get their tag team opportunity eventually. Uh, Rhea Ripley defeated Asuka. Um, and then I think there was a brawl between her and Charlotte after that. Um, this I thought was the wrong idea. Alexa Bliss took on Nia Jax, and she won by disqualification. I think they should have saved that saved her first match for Helena Cell. I mean, really? unless... It, huh? Really? I mean, she's having a match at Helena Cell. First match with this new character? I would have waited till the pay-per-view. Hmm. Unless they wanted to get the ring rust off, you know, in this match. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. But yeah, uh, Regin- Reginald end up uh, making the save, causing the disqualification, and then uh, Alexa Bliss hypnotized him, and you know, there we go. Uh, Jackson Riker defeated Elias by countout because reasons. Uh, Drew McIntyre defeated AJ Styles by disqualification, which resulted in a six-man tag. Uh, and Drew McIntyre and the Viking Raiders defeated Bobby Lashley, AJ Styles, and Omos. And here's another thing that, you know, they probably should have waited. Uh, they end up having uh, uh, McIntyre hit the Claymore kick on Bobby Lashley for the first time. That's another thing they probably should have waited for until Hell in a Cell. But, you know. Yeah, until the pay-per-view. But yeah, that's Raw. Uh, are you ready for uh, an absolutely fantastic NXT? So is it, it opens with Regal, right? Or yes. is there anything before? I don't it's, think there's anything before. I mean, they might have shown clips from the pay-per-view, but... They probably did. Um, so, they open the show with William Regal in the ring... He starts talking about his time in NXT and starts getting choked up. The fans start getting mad. This was very interesting because there was like, there was kind of a hint of thank you, Regal, but also a hint of you're going to take Regal away from us. We know you're going to do this. We are already pre-pissed. Like the crowd was mad. Like when he started the segment, the crowd was And then Regal was talking about it And they were like cheering for Regal But they were also booing the segment Like they were They were trying They they started to boo after he started talking about After after the direction appeared to go towards Yeah Him leaving Yeah 
Um, and of course, you did hear. I mean, you couldn't hear it much because uh, I think they uh, hadn't, haven't, didn't have the audience mic'd properly. Uh, the please don't go chance happened when he came in at first. Yeah, so like it was kind of a up and down crowd, and then Carry On Cross came out and cut what I thought was a really crappy promo. I'm gonna be honest, the Carry On Cross thing wasn't very good. I mean, I and, thought it was good, but you know, no different different strokes for different blokes. Yeah. Um, I thought I I, I was kind of confused because I wasn't quite sure what Carry On Cross was. But I think this definitely established him as a heel. Yeah. And then he wanted him to say carry on cross conquers all, which has nothing to do with here nor there, which is part of the reason this promo sucked. Well, to be fair, carrying cross was the cause of most of those brawls. So is, so is that supposed to say that he conquered Regal? They didn't beat him up or anything. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, he was, like, is he threatening Regal? Why is he threatening Regal when Regal is leaving? Like, I don't, I, the, the promo didn't, like, Cross was trying to intimidate Regal here, but Regal is already leaving. So there's no reason for carrying Cross to intimidate him, and the way Cross has kind of used the, the Conquerors thing. Also, he needs to catchphrases. He, um, he was mostly talking about chaos. I think that was that was the, chaos more than conquering. Well, no, he says say he, ca- he says said, say cross conquers all, and that's what led to the person showing up. I think I think that uh, it was more of because he because before that he said he punched through the Mount Rushmore of NXT. But so then, what does? But, like, what does Regal saying Cross Conquerors all do for him? I don't know. I don't understand this promo. Mostly because of the end of it. It kind of, because I can't find a way to take the end of this promo and make it make sense. I don't know. I don't get this promo. So, to me, if I don't even get it, then how can it be a great promo if it doesn't make sense? Anyway. So, Carrion Cross says, say Cross conquers all, TikTok, and then he screamed it again. And then Regal, I don't know if he's going to say it or what, but he was kind of looking disheveled. We don't have all night. TikTok, the best five notes in NXT, Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe's music hits. Gary Cross looks very upset. Regal looks very confused. Uh, it is and five notes. <laughs> the small crowd does all they can muster to roar for Samoa Joe, who I'm very sad was in a suit. Really was hoping for the towel wrestling tights, but whatever. He has yet to be cleared. Keep so, in mind, he had like two concussions in like a, in a matter of a couple of weeks, I think. No, but I wish he could have. Wasn't going to fight in this segment anyway. Fun, fun. Uh, so basically, Regal says, all right, Joe, you know what? You can hold down this position. Why don't you be the GM of NXT? And Joe goes, no. 
I'm not doing that. He goes, absolutely However, not. Huh? He goes, absolutely not. Yeah. Absolutely not. It basically says, however, if you have these problems you can't take care of, what if I take care of your physical problems? And then the crowd roars. Because, I mean, if Joe's going to get back in the ring, the crowd is going to explode. And then... Um, Regal says, I think that's a great idea, but you can't lay your hands on anybody. Boom! The crowd completely flips on the segment. So, so, so first he said, first he said he couldn't, he, he wouldn't be able to be a competitor. Yeah, competitor. Which, and then they which, uh, proves that he hasn't been cleared yet. And he can't put his head on anybody. And then they got belligerently pissed. And then Regal got a scout turn from the different, you know, he turned from the like very like downtrodden to a scowl and said, unless provoked, and stared into the soul of Karrion Cross. The crowd turned back to feeling good about the segment. And then Samojo, the segment ends, Samojo walks up to Karrion Cross and says, The only question is, what are you doing in the ring? And the first segment of NXT ends on a stare champ. Yeah, it, yeah, between Karrion Cross and Samoa Joe. Because Joe is awesome. So Samoa Joe is the enforcer or the sheriff, if you will? I was going to say, um, uh, who cannot, badass who cannot be touched unless provoked because he's not cleared to wrestle. Hey, Evan, what does this sound like? Well, it sounds like the Stone Cold thing, but I don't remember the 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 rules of the Stone Cold thing. Well, it was you. you I assume it was similar. He can't do anything unless provoked. That was the whole Stone Cold thing. And Stone Cold is the sheriff and the enforcer, but you must provoke him in order for him to be able to do something to you. So then, like Jericho or whoever the heel was. Would like Austin would trick them into sharing a beer with him, or like you know whatever like or or like the two heels like it was Jericho and Christian, um, they would like bump into each other and then they would both bump into Austin like there would just be like incidental like the way they would get around it is there would be it literally exactly like they do in the backstage segment. There would be totally incidental contact or like a off a shove, like not even totally meant for him. Like so it's not even more of a comedic. Of it is him that they're shoving away. So it's more comedic than right. It, well, I don't know about comedic, but like yeah, yeah, there were definitely comedic parts of it. Like the oh, they accidentally bumped him on the shoulder and he beats a piss out of him. Um. But yeah, so, uh, and then, uh, did you see Brizango and Imperium? I did. How was it? It was good. Um, Brizango defeated Imperium, and then after the match, they got beat up by, uh, Imperium, and then covered up with their flag or whatever. And, and I was thinking, wait a minute, where's, where's Samoa Joe? <laughs> <laughs> we get our answer right away in a fantastic segment. Um, there's a pull-apart between 
Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole. Um, William Regal's about had it, and he's yelling at them, saying that, you know, you had your unsanctioned match, you know, a few weeks ago, or a month or so ago. Uh, so, uh, at the Great American Bash, you guys are going to have a straight-up match. And then he said, but since you guys want to fight so bad, um, both of you need to choose opponents for next week. And, of course, Adam Cole isn't happy about that. And then uh, O'Reilly breaks free and starts, you know, beating him up again. And here comes Samoa Joe. He pushes all the security guards out of the way and pulls them apart, you know, tells them to stop. And Adam Cole pushes Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe takes a second to think. And it's like, I've been provoked. He's, he goes on and he takes off his jacket and then he puts... Adam Cole in the Coquina Clutch and chokes him out and say, and he tells the other security guys, when he wakes up, tell him the, to give Mr. Regal his answer. And that was fantastic. Well, no, no, no. It was so... This is, I, this is this segment was so much fun. So he rips off the jacket, grabs Adam Cole in the fastest Coquina Clutch choke out in the history of humanity. Then, like, while he's... While Cole is... is fading away, Joe screams, what don't you understand about the word stop? That he just throws Cole to the ground and looks at the security guard and says, when he wakes up, tell him Mr. Regal needs to see him. And then then the segment ends and Regal's like, god damn! And Kyle Kyle O'Reilly in the background being kind of held back by three security guards, they're just like kind of all standing in position. Kyle O'Reilly's like, "Oh Jesus!" Like the fu- not, the funny thing is, and he's this not was, even mad anymore. He's just like, "Damn!" The funny thing is, and this was probably to get you know into the spot, but if you look in the corner, you know you can barely see it. Um, Kyle O'Reilly, like like crawls or just steps behind the security guards and then he like pull, like pulls like one of the security guards arms up you know so it looks like he's being hold, held back really yeah so th- so that does that works in two ways you know you can explain well oh he's really afraid and he does and he wants to save face and also you know the production wise he obviously was supposed to be in that spot so yeah like i said fantastic uh, we had another uh, cruiserweight open challenge. Uh, uh, Kushida versus uh, Trey Baxter, another new person. <clears throat> and during, and uh, of course, uh, Kushida won. Uh, during that match, O'Reilly ended up watching at ringside, and apparently they are going to face each other next week. Um. You had uh, L.A. Knight, you know, be crowned officially the new um, Million Dollar Champion, and then he ends up beating up to DiBiase, which I was actually surprised that happened. Okay, that's, that's the other thing I want to think about this. The new Million Dollar Champion, L.A. Knight, and he comes out with DiBiase. And then... He beat up DiBiase already? Like, that fast? Damn! Like, he wins the million dollar title, which means nothing, says, 
I got everything I want, and now that I have everything I want, I can drop what I don't need, and he drops the, and he drops the DiBiase. I'm like, dude, you won the million dollar title. You wrestled one match, and you already or you didn't even wrestle a match, actually. He didn't even wrestle a match with him and his side with the million-dollar title. Like, it's not like he used it to get to the North American title or anything. I mean, he still he still has the million-dollar championship. I know, but that's not a real championship. I mean, they're probably going to treat it like it. I mean, they, did the, they had graphics and everything, so they're going to treat it like a real championship. Are they? Yeah, at least for the time being. I mean, of course, this will eventually probably lead to Ted DiBiase, you know, beating somebody up and getting the title back. But um, yeah. uh, I was I was really surprised because I thought, you know, I I don't know. What it I, at, like. at minimum, at minimum, if 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 you're OK with the logic, which I, I think it's a little I think the logic is a little flimsy. I mean, there was no guarantee that he was going to be his okay manager. It, even if you're OK with it, this is a little fast. I also think that this was a way to establish so because, you know, it's been very confusing for these last, you know, month or so of who the good guy was and who the bad guy was. I thought feud. I thought L.A. Knight was the good guy. And, and see, and there, there there's your confusion. I thought this was a turn. I think this was more of a turn for Cameron Grimes than L.A. Knight because L.A. Knight, you know, is, you know, was a jerk and everything before. Uh... I don't know. But anyway, I was surprised that. But now we now at least well we haven't <laughs> seen Grimes yet, so who the hell knows? But well, now Grimes I, came out to make the save. Oh, did he? Yeah. Okay. Um I I don't I don't uh, I guess we do know now. I I should say then. Um at least for who, this feud with the with lines have been drawn. Yes. But uh, and I agree that we didn't really know before, but I kind of thought going into TakeOver that I had figured out that I had figured out that Grimes was the heel. And that this was a turn for Drake. And if that being the case, it was like, that was pretty damn fast. <laughs> like, literally, you couldn't have waited more than 36 hours for the turn? Jesus! It was 48 hours. Oh, 48. You're right, 48. Sorry. Um, You couldn't have waited more than 48 hours? Like, not even a match? He's already turned? <laughs> But it, but if if you say he they were tw- you know they were in between and not he was never actually yeah the they base, were both in between then okay yeah like uh, but like I said I thought I thought that it, prior to this it felt more like Knight was trying to defend DiBiase from Grimes and that um, <clears throat> DiBiase liked Drake better or uh, Knight I should say better than um, Grimes. So that's what led me to think Eli Drake was the babyface. Or, God, not Eli Drake. L.A. Knight was the babyface. God, it's just the worst damn name. Uh, I was actually surprised that DiBiase took a bump. So I guess that means he's relatively healthy. So that's good. Um, <clears throat> I never did that I to do now. Hmm? How old is he? Uh, 
Oh that? my god. How old is he? Wait. Uh oh okay, this is really funny. So first of all, if you Wikipedia Ted DiBiase, Google shows you Junior, which is funny. Um like the picture for DiBiase, it shows Junior, but it Wikipedia has it right. According to Wikipedia, he is sixty-seven years old. Mm. Which is which that would be right. I'm pretty sure that's right. That that's that seems correct. Um for how old he should be. Yeah, and he he doesn't have nearly as many hard miles on as um, Ric Flair. At least I wouldn't think. Yeah, I'm not because you know he's he's like I think he's a minister now. Uh, I don't think I'm not oh, sure if he, he was, was that. He was that for a long time. I don't know if he was that throughout. You know, I didn't know if he, you know there was some darkness. You know, in the beginning, which usually is, but um, yeah. Wow, Flair is only five years older than him. Jesus. Ooh, boy, you can really see the lifestyle difference there. Also, I don't remember DiBiase, you know, wrestling a lot. Yeah, he was a decent, he was a decent bit more, or certainly more manager than Flair, yes. Um... But yeah, no, I, I D is still, you know, for being in there for so long. And keep in mind, um, back in his also Teddy Biasi like retired way before. Yes. Um, but back then, managers weren't exactly protected. Yeah. He retired in '93. He's been on and off TV since then. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, good, good to, uh, good to see, good to see him looking good. Yeah. Um, and apparently they weren't, they were originally not going to, uh, you know, the apparently the to be honest, I don't remember. Uh, they had a conference call or whatever, and I don't remember how this went down. I think they either said they called him or he called them. But they weren't, you know, when they started this thing, you know, the Ted DiBiase thing wasn't gonna gonna happen. Wasn't wasn't you know the plan. So apparently, you know, he you know just you know did it you know something to do, of course. Um, I don't know. Uh, Right, yeah. Um, after that, um, there was a. I thought this was an awesome match. Uh, I mean, I'm somewhat biased because I like the people in it. Um, Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai just barely defeated Kaden Carter and Casey Catanzaro. And I, and you, you probably saw gifs of um, this online. The te- the the teamwork between uh, Kaden and Casey I, is fantastic. Uh, I think they did a move that somebody said that uh, that uh, Cesaro and Tyson did it once. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was fantastic. So I'm like, yeah, give them the title soon. Also, find a way to get Team Ninja 
um, a uh, to brand that. I think it's copyrighted somewhere else, though, unfortunately. But they kind of like say that stuff, you know, outside of everything. But uh, I think they could brand really Team Ninja really well. Um. Then uh, you had uh, Io Shirai come out to do some talking, but of course uh, she was, you know, and I, I saw this coming a mile away while Kansas was talking to her, uh, uh, Andy Hartwell was about to uh, attach her. Um, actually, I think before this, I think, you know, once again, there was a little bit of a pull apart between uh, Shotzi Nimber and Raquel and Dakota and you know of course you know Joe couldn't lay his hands on a female so he just like you know like had his finger in the first like no <laughs> um, anyway like I said back to we had Zoe, uh, we had Io Shirai getting beat up by both Can Kansas LeRae and Indy Hartwell and Zoe Stark made the save which I found surprising because you know, in that dark match that you said you didn't watch, um, uh, Zoe Stark has been teaming up with Saray. So I thought, you know, they were a pretty good team. So I don't know if this is temporary, you know, because, you know, obviously, you know, the chances are the big blow-off will probably be, you know, Poppy and Io versus Kansas and Indy. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. Um, there was also really interesting that happened. So... And, you know, there's speculation abound of what happened. So William Regal and uh, Samoa Joe were leaving the arena. And they were being followed by uh, Mackenzie or Michaela, whatever her name is. And, you know, she talked about, you know, how, you know, the, ha asked him how the first night, you know, was Samoa Joe was going. And he goes, well, Kayla or, or Mackenzie or whatever. Um, <clears throat> well, interchangeable reporter. And no, no disrespect. I just don't, I'm terrible with names. Well, they all sound the same. I'm... And they all ask the same terrible questions. Oh yeah, that's that's reporting. <laughs> um. Uh, it says it says well, person, and then it cuts off and it goes to, um, I believe it was MSK. You know, eating popcorn. And uh, you see uh, Champa and Thatcher coming out, uh, walking past them, and then uh, uh, Thatcher comes in and grabs one of the popcorn things and eats a couple before giving it back. And it was like, what the heck happened there? Because, you know, that was cut off. So a lot of people were saying, well, did they accidentally show the ending um, of the show? <laughs> and they had to cut it off real quick? Um, and it very well could have been. Because, or maybe, I mean, yeah, it still could have been. But, you know, they fixed it because, you know, before the main event, uh, they were backstage now. And she once again was interviewing is like, said, like, sorry, we got cut off there. And then starting to talk to him. And then uh, you had the way come in, you know, Johnny Gargano and Austin Theory coming in to uh you know you know trying to get in the good graces of Samoa Joe and he was having none of it so he sent them out you know before something bad happened um you had um 
Uh, then you had Pete Dunn come in and do his little bit of a stare down with Samoa Joe. You know, just teasing all around, you know, future matches if, you know, he's lucky enough to get cleared one of these days. Uh, then, you know, you had the main event, uh, Tornado Tag Match, Tommaso Ciampa and Tim- Timothy Thatcher defeating the Grizzled Young Vets. And then uh, after the match, they once again, you know, interviewed Regal on his way out. You know, and said, you know, I don't remember what he said, but he said pretty much this is going to be, you know, awesome or whatever. Yeah. And Samojo, you know, uh, put him in a car and saw him on his way. And that's how NXT ended. A fantastic NXT. I think NXT is in good hands going forward. Yeah. Because I uh, I was able to not absolutely lose my mind over Regal not being authority figure, and Samoa Joe's back. Mm-hmm. WWE signed it back, so I am therefore happy. Yeah. Uh, tr- uh, tr- to be clear, NXT signed him back. NXT. Triple H was upset that they got that Vince got rid of him, and was like, alright, I'll get him. <laughs> That's pretty much what happened. Um, so how about a quick look at Hell in a Cell? You know, non, you know, since it's a non-consequential pay-per-view, you know, this would probably be really easy, you know, to go through. Um, do you have it up on Wikipedia or something? Get it up. Five matches. Yep. All right. From the bottom up, we have uh, Shayna Baszler versus Alexa Bliss. I mean, when you're when you're talking about you know you know finding ability, Shayna would probably win. But story and direction wise, they're going. I think Alexa Bliss will and should win this since it's her first match, basically as a new character. Yeah, whatever whatever the hell this is, I won't be watching whatever the hell this is, so Bliss can win or not, I don't care. The uh, SmackDown Women's Championship on the line, Bianca Belair versus Bailey. Uh, easy. Bianca Belair. Yeah, Bianca should defend this. Will and should. Um, the Raw Women's Championship, Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte. I mean, I mean, you know, you always have to have this fear of Charlotte will, but of course, Ray Ripley should. So, okay, here, here's, my, here's my opinion on this, okay? The Nikki Cross thing makes this kind of difficult. It would not be difficult if Charlotte was the champion, because I would say Charlotte would defend. I, uh, 
I don't see. They, d- I don't know why. Keep in mind, Nikki Cross is a... not in this match. Uh, I'm sorry. Nikki Cross is not in this match. No, no, no. The Nikki Cross stuff makes it confusing. Mm-hmm. So, like, for the way the build has gone, they've both been beaten by Nikki Cross. So they're both like kind of down, for but they're four even. So, yeah. like, they're making them both incredibly even. The external factor of the no fans, I think, plays a bigger role in this pay-per-view than a lot of other stuff. Are you going to have Rhea beat Charlotte on pay-per-view without fans is my big question. Or do you have Charlotte win, pad her stats, and lose at Money in the Bank? See, that's my thing. If Charlotte wins, then what was the point of Rhea... Uh, I think Rhea, for the should, I think Rhea has to win. I'm pretty sure, right? Because does it make sense for Charlotte to win? No, the only reason you would make Charlotte win is if you want Rhea Ripley to win the title in front of fans, which she already did at WrestleMania. I forgot about that. Oh, that's right. They did have fans of Mania. Yeah, okay, Rhea defends them. You're right. See, they had fans of Mania Unless... and they stopped fans, so I always, I, I kind yeah. of forget that Mania had anybody. Unless you want Charlotte to pat her stats and be the one to lose to the to the Money in the Bank winner. Uh huh. Um. No. But oh, probably. Not. You... Oh yeah, because then if you're doing Rhea correctly, she probably shouldn't lose to Money in the Bank. Though technically, Money in the Bank is the safest way to lose a title. Yeah. Is Becky coming back? Oh, she's probably waiting for fans. Money in the bank? Maybe. Uh, they might if also Becky's be. Becky's coming back. This is Charlotte then. However, Becky will probably be going to SmackDown. Oh, okay, never mind. Because of Seth Rollins. Oh, that's true. So they can have it easier, yeah. much easier time. I mean, of course, um, they're going to have a barrage of babysitters, you know, in, in, the, in, the, in the locker room in the back. But, you know, it's good to, you know, travel around with the family. Yeah, okay. All right, all right. Uh, um, I, I'll, have Re- I'll have Rhea defend. All right, so for both will and should? Yeah. I'll have Rhea defend. I just, I, I think there's a reason for Charlotte to win, but I actually think it's kind of too flimsy. And I, again... Um, because it it feels like this is the first time they're gonna have fans back, but actually, um, but it actually isn't. So, um, no, there were fans at Mania. Rhea did get her win, so actually, yes, she needs to beat Charlotte. Now, where does Rhea? Well, what what do you think? 
I mean, I don't know. I've kind of said what I think, you know, you know, like I said, a non-consequential pay-per-view, I think, you know, whatever happens here is like quickly fixed or whatever, or the payoff comes relatively quickly as soon as fans come back. So you think Charlotte wins then? I think Charlotte will probably win just because, you know, it's Charlotte and, you know, Pat the stats. But who should is the question. I, I said Rhea should win. You said Rhea should? Okay. Yeah. I, however, I also forgot about the fans, that how fans were already involved. So that kind of changes things a bit. But I still think, you know, WWE, Charlotte will probably win. Yeah. So, okay. So with this in mind. Actually, I got, I got bold prediction. Uh-oh. Um, I think this will be uh, no contest or disqualification, and they wait for like the big. Oh, one- that's yeah. Actually, I think that's a uh, that's a uh, yes. Actually, with this being a totally inconsequential pay per view, um, that's uh, that's how I. That's actually a really good idea. I mean, or- it's never a good idea, but it's like. I, in this special circumstance, it's a good idea. Yeah, and unfortunately, maybe they put Nikki Cross in there to take the fall. Um, you know, she has been winning like four weeks in a row or whatever. I mean, if they wanted to, you know, wait for that big one-on-one match between Rhea Ripley and Charlotte. Yeah, know. and wait to let that thing go until there's fans to love it. Yeah, okay. You know what? Yeah, I'm actually going to change mine to Woodland should no contest. All right. I'm actually going to change that because you're right, because then you could just kick the can down the road a much, which is which in this instance is exactly what they need to do. Mm-hmm. So actually, yeah, you're right. Just do a DQ. Um, the WWE Universal Championship inside Hell in a Cell. We have Roman Reigns versus Rey Mysterio, and I have I'll be honest. I have no desire to watch this match. No, I I have no I have no desire to watch Rey Mysterio getting murdered. Yeah, I I love Rey Mysterio. He used to be one of my favorite wrestlers, but I, the, you know the the right it's written on the wall. And you know Roman Reigns can't lose, and you know it's times like this where you should, you know really, um, and they've been doing decent. Um, they need to focus on their other championships. Like when, you know, remember when Hulk Hogan was champion and, you know, he obviously wasn't going to lose. That was when the Intercontinental Championship was like the top thing because the Intercontinental Championship was actually the thing that mattered because the championship didn't really matter because, you know, Hogan was going to win anyway. You're at that point where Roman Reigns is going to win anyway. So you might want to start doing, you know, that with your tag team titles and your Intercontinental Championship and, Roman Reigns is pretty much taking out the tag team champions. <laughs> so, of course, you know, Roman Reigns is willing should. Yeah, that's... This is... Is there anything easier than this? I don't think so. I don't think Belair... I think Belair Bailey is at least just a little bit less easy to call than this. Um, okay. Lashley Drew. This one's a tough one. WWE I Championship, Hell in a Cell. I want to hit the no contest button. But, but, every, but everybody gets really upset when that happens in Hell in a Cell. Yeah, I don't think they can. They've done it. I know, but it's supposed to be a last chance 
one final chance to own a match, so I don't think they can. I don't think they can afford to, or not afford, but like I don't. I, I think that they have put themselves in such a way they can't. Then again, they couldn't do that with The Fiend, and they did. So they don't really care. But, but that went terribly, and that forced Seth Rollins to become heel. <laughs> well, no, that's what I'm saying. It's like they don't, they don't really care about what they should and shouldn't do. Um... This shouldn't have been a Drew's last chance at the title thing. I want to look back because this has happened. They've done this before. Uh, Batista lost to Edge um, in his last chance match. And, of course, you know, there was shenanigans that happened. I don't remember. I'm going to try to look this up real quick. Um, I want to say it was Vengeance. Well, let me look at 2007 pay-per-views. Do we have a – is there a return in the bank somewhere? A return in the bank? Yeah, like, is there is there some person that we can't, that I can't think of, who should be coming back soon? I mean, there's always a Brock Lesnar in the wings, but, um, I don't, oh, well, Edge can come, no, Edge is on SmackDown, I think. Um. Is your get out of jail free? Is Lesnar under contract? I don't think so. If he was, I was going to say, is your is your get out of jail free card have Brock come back, beat the crap out of them both, and then your main event for your first pay-per-view with fans back is Brock versus Drew versus Lashley? Even if it's for Brock to work one match and go away again? But if he's that under contract, then unless they signed it, then you probably won't do that. Um, but well, there, you, you can't do that, I should say. <sighs> well, I want to get your thoughts on this, Evan. While you're okay, doing so in 2007 at Vengeance Night of Champions, um, Edge defeated uh, Batista in his last chance match for the for the for the championship and by countout. I'm trying to take a look and see what the aftermath of that was. Because, like I said, there's a way around it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, well, while you're doing that, I want you to answer this question. Are they screwed either way? Who? It, wh- whoever wins, are they screwed either way? You mean um, winning screwed, or do you mean somebody costs them? No, I mean, like, whoever wins... Is the is the goodness of the the feud or whatever like? Do they have no good winner for this? Because I don't think unless it's the Lesnar thing that I just spouted off randomly or something like that. I don't think there's a good outcome here. Like yeah. there's certain matches like uh, Rollins and the Fiend. There was like there have been some matches in the past couple of years where they have absolutely no good option. And the reason you have no good option here is because fans are coming back. 
do you have a good option? Uh, okay. Uh, I'll, I'll hold that thought. So, uh, June, this uh, Vengeance Night Chamber is happening in June. Um, so, I don't know what the original plan was going to be, but Edge ends up getting hurt um, in July. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, that's where you had, you know, Kali had the championship, and then Batista would end up winning the title eventually in September, I think. So, uh, who knows, you know, how that would have worked. But, um, yeah, I I don't know. I mean, you know, they can always... Because I think ag- you harm both guys either way. They, you, you know, you can always or, just ignore, uh, ignore the stipulation. Harm, harm one of them. I mean, yeah, that's what I think they wind up doing here because I don't see any other way to do it. I think Bobby Lashley has to win and you ignore the stipulation completely. Yeah, I mean, make it make somewhat sense, like have him win a number one contenders match or whatever. Yeah, like or like, yeah. Have have Bobby later lose the title, and then Drew win the title from that person because it's while Bobby's champion, right? Yeah. So then it's Bob, and then Drew wins the title from somebody else who Bobby lost it to, and then. Drew and Bobby fight because Bobby got back to number one contender. Yeah. So I think we have here an opposite of Asuka, Becky Lynch, uh, Royal Rumble match, uh, at Royal Rumble, where, you know, it didn't really matter who wins and who loses because, you know, both of them would have been fine either way. I think to a lesser extent, this is a uh, wooden should for it doesn't matter because it kind of, I mean, it it doesn't do re- irreparable damage, but um, that's what I meant by are they just screwed? Because I think you hurt either guy either way. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think whoever wins, it's a shin kick, basically. You mean whoever loses? Well, yeah, whoever loses is a shin kick. Like, you know, where the other ones were like, you know, like, oh, one of them can continue chasing. And you know the, what? You know what? Maybe, maybe here's where our answer to this is. Who can afford the loss more? Drew McIntyre. Just because I'm always worried about, you know, Bobby Lashley's one of those guys that, you know, as soon as he loses, he could be out. <laughs> yeah. And, and also, it, I think even if you beat McIntyre here, the people will straw probably still be full sail behind him. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the person you need to protect more is Bobby. So then Bobby wins. So yeah, actually, when you took it that way, and then you know that would have been that would be a good story of a way for. Um, McIntyre to fight his way back to the championship picture, maybe even winning the Money in the Bank. Um, yeah, there you go. Uh, because Money in the Bank would would uh, null and void the the stipulation. Right. Um, yeah, I think Bobby Lashley will and should then. Because, yeah, because it's maybe not who can win. It's kind of shitty booking. Um. 
it's not even like who can um who can win more it's who can lose less and i think if if i go with lose less which i think might be the appropriate angle here then i need to then i think we determine that drew has to lose mm-hmm. cuz i think bobby's floor is a lot lo- i'm a, well this is also completely independent of the fact that should they beat Bobby Lashley, they might just totally screw him up. Yeah, we're very pessimistic. There's like just that, certain like, that is this is independent. This is what we think. This is totally independent of my thought that if they were to beat Lashley, they might f up the booking completely and send him back to the shadow realm. Yeah. I'm not taking that into account. I kind of am, though. You? Oh, you are? Yeah. I mean, that's that's honestly that's honestly a fair thing to consider. Yeah, and we might, you know, we might actually list out of superstars that we actually fear losing because. Uh, the fact that they could, you know, yeah, because they they will f him up completely. Yeah, or just not use him, or put yeah, him somewhere that's else. What I, that's or, what I mean by f him up completely. Relegate relegate him to main event. Yeah, which or, apparently has been having some awesome shows lately. Uh, um, although with a Lashley loss, you do have the free release of MVP. Oh, that's not nice. What? If MVP screw, I don't know how you justify it, but if MVP screws him around, that that's a free that that's a uh, a um a get out of jail free card for Lashley. Oh, I thought you meant that was a free release, like free somebody can be fired. No, 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 no. I mean, like a free release out of a situation with that you get. Lashley in. However, there also seems to be, and, and granted, you know, either way this could happen. You know, it doesn't matter who's champion for this. Seems to be start, you know, rumblings of a Kofi Kingston feud starting. Who? With uh, either MVP or Bobby Lashley. Oh. I'm not sure if MVP's cleared or not. Well, that. That makes me think Drew's going to win. And then they bump Lashley down the card to go fight. No, no, don't do that. No moving him down the card. Um, Yeah, no, Lashley has to win. Because actually, yeah, now I'm not only thinking who could take the loss more. Now I'm starting to think who will they F up if they lose? Because this is what? Is this the third time that they've had Bobby? Right? Mm-hmm. Is, this the th- is this WWE's third go-around with Lashley? Second, I think. Is it second? Mm-hmm. Was he gone? Was he in TNA the whole time? No. Or like, was he out of the company the entire time no. after his first run? He, let, let me take a look. I uh. thought he came back. And then they screwed him up again, and then he left, and then he came back again. Well, I think they screwed him up, but he didn't leave. 
Oh, he didn't leave. He just went off. To um, TV, maybe. let's let's see here. So he was in in uh um WWE from 2005 to 2008. Then he yep. went on, you know, and then went to you know did other things. Yep. He went to yep. Impact, yep. then went Impact. somewhere else, and then went back right. to Impact till 2018. Right. Uh huh. And then he went then, back to WWE. Then he went to WWE where he you know from. You know, since so he's only been off TV, but signed with WWE since then. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So this is their second try at him. Um, no, I, yeah, no, Lashley has, this is actually, this is, this is, but this isn't easy. This is me being worried. So, but uh, this is a worrying Bobby will and will and should win. Please don't mess him up. Yeah, right. So. I think the only, well, I can't even say worse because it could you if they did it okay, but they are so bad at booking. Um, the 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 worst thing that they could do in this pay per view is have Ray beat Roman Reigns. I mean, there's a surprise thing. You know, it would be a heck of a swerve. I mean, it would. I mean, there would obviously be some shenanigans, and it would be a very short-lived title reign. I was gonna say, and where the hell do you go from there? Well, Roman Reigns would get it right back. You know, yeah. probably that SmackDown. Um, uh, as I mean, we'll talk about this later, but you know, I do think that if they're gonna have. Roman Reigns, you know, keep the title, you know, till WrestleMania and beyond. I think he should lose it once and get it back in between there. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, that's... But anyway, so that's it. Yeah. All right, well, that was uh, a bit of a rambling addition, especially at the end. But there, uh, there, is, there is some really, really hard-to-call matches. Yep. There, the, it's really funny to me. Because I look at this card, two of these I do not care about at all. One of them I feel like will be fine, but you know the winner, so I don't really care that much. And then the other two, I'm like, who the hell do you even have win? So this is a very interesting card for Hell in a Cell 2021. Yeah. So that's it for this edition of the No Marks Allowed podcast. Uh, I have no plugs because I am working six days once again this week, so no recording of the Sports Fixings podcast. Uh, Evan, any final words? No, no, just do your research, you know, and everything. You know, be smart, use common sense, and don't hate. All right, uh, with that, I will say go get your vaccine. If you're not going to get it, wear the goddamn mask. If you're not going to get it, get it anyway, because stop being a detriment to society, unless you have medical reasons, of course. Everybody? Unless you have a medical reason to be a detriment to society. Right. Well, no, no, no. But unless you have a medical reason, like, it would harm you more. Yeah, I I know. I was just making a joke. Okay. Um, Everybody have a good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and a good night. And bye-bye, everybody.